Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and I am the founder and chief love officer at LastFirstDate.com. I want to thank you for tuning in to Last First Date Radio, an acclaimed show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. We have a great show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with nurse, practitioner, sex therapist, and sexual wellness counselor Maureen Ryan about dating and sex and why they don't go hand in hand. Now, some of you may be thinking, whoa, wait a minute, I can't have sex when I'm dating? Well, stay tuned and you'll learn the answer and why Maureen feels the way she does. As a dating coach, I do advocate for women to value themselves first, and sometimes that means keeping your legs closed and your eyes wide open. Um, I think that we often lose ourselves in the insects, and, um, and you don't want to make big mistakes that lead to heartache. I have seen way too many women and men get involved too quickly with the wrong people, and sex makes you a little bit stupid um, because you can't think straight when your hormones are going crazy. So we'll talk more into that about that when we dive into the topic um, in a, in a little bit. Um, I just wanted to give you a heads up that if you don't yet have a copy of my free guide about the top three mistakes that midlife daters make in dating and relationships, you can go to my website right now and grab a copy. Just go to lastfirstdate.com and you can sign up on my homepage. You'll also be getting updates on the radio shows every week and all that's going on at lastfirstdate.com, including something that I'm super excited about. It's coming up very soon. In less than a month, I am going to be hosting my very first live retreat. It is two and a half days here in Stamford, Connecticut where my home office is, and it's the Woman of Value Live Retreat. This is for women who want to attract a really high-value man, and the first step is to value yourself, and that is a huge mission of mine is to help women value themselves more know their standards, know how to create safe boundaries for themselves, both verbally and physically, and to let go of past pain, past relationships that are getting in your way, uh, to learn how to understand and also to appreciate men because we often see them through the same lens as we see ourselves or our girlfriends. And men are not hairy women, as Alison Armstrong says. The Last First Date Live Retreat is going to help you love yourself first so that you can glow and radiate that love out in the dating world. The last day of the retreat on Friday, November 4th, we are going to have my colleague, Scarlett DeBeese, who is a an image consultant and stylist, and she's going to help you 
to perfect the outside, and I'm going to help you with the inside. So she's going to help you look your best, feel your best, and um, it's going to be amazing. So we only have 20 tickets to all together, and um, it, the sh- it's filling up quickly. So if you want to grab your ticket, go to lastfirstdate.com forward slash women dash value dash live dash retreat. That's women dash value dash live dash retreat. And now for our special guest today, her name is Maureen Ryan, and she's a nurse practitioner, sex therapist, and sexual wellness counselor. In her private practice, she treats individuals and couples with intimacy concerns and sexual dysfunctions. She has a doctorate in nursing practice, and she's licensed as both an adult health nurse practitioner and a woman's health nurse practitioner. Maureen received her training as a sex therapist from the Florida Sex Institute in West Palm Beach, and she is certified sexuality counselor and a certified health and wellness coach. Join us now as Maureen and I discuss why dating and sex do not go hand in hand. Welcome to the show, Maureen. Hi, thanks, Sandy. I'm happy to be here and to talk about this topic. I think it's going to be very interesting. I'm interested. (laughs) So let's start with the benefits of waiting to have sex. What are some of the benefits that you feel? Well, I think that um, when people wait, they take the time to be intentional and think about what it is that they really want to create in the relationship. And um, in order to have a really fulfilling um, sexual relationship, you need to allow yourself to be vulnerable. And in order to be vulnerable, you have to be in a position in a relationship where you can trust your partner. And trust takes time to build. And along with trust comes um, time where you get to know one another and you build that bond so that when you do become more intimate, um, the trust is already already there. So in order Mm -hmm. to really have a a good um, sexual relationship, a woman has to be able to relax and trust her partner. And that takes time mm-hmm. to build. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you on that. And I remember years ago I had a client who had just started working with me. She hadn't been with a man in about 10 years, really hadn't dated since her divorce. And she did not listen to me <laughs> when I told her not to have sex right away. And she, she had sex with somebody she had dated maybe once. And she said, well, you know, I'm casual. It's fine. I'm I'm really not invested. I'm fine with it. I I'm, I'm just really miss having sex. But the next day when he didn't call her, she was devastated. And so a lot of people think that they can be casual. And when you start releasing those hormones, it's not so easy to be casual. So can you speak to, like, the hormones that get released and, what happens in the body that that makes you not be able to be rational after sex? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that friends with benefit um, uh, relationship that some people have, and 
I really don't believe that it's possible for a lot of people to do that because what happens is when you have sex with somebody and you're intimate and you touch them and you're kissing and and uh, if you do have intercourse and you have an orgasm, you release a lot of oxytocin. Oxytocin is a bonding hormone. It's what keeps couples together. And so when you're touching somebody, your body is releasing that and an attachment does form. And that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why... Um, you know, like your friend who had sex so early, she was vulnerable. And when people have sex too early, that it, it uh, causes a lot of fear and insecurity. You know, is he going to call me? Is he not going to call me? Um, you know, uh, just feeling insecure and and doubting. And um, it puts people in a vulnerable place. So... That's another re- I mean that's why I think it's important to wait to really build that that trust. Yeah, yeah so when you when you say wait, um let's talk about timing unless you had something else to add to that. I think I cut you off there. No, that's okay. Uh timing. Okay, so I guess it's the I I think people need to be honest with themselves, and I think that they need to really think about what it is that they want to create and what are their values and what are their needs and start from that place. And so um, when people say that they just want to, you know, that they're just going to um, hook up or they just want to have sex, that's that's a different story. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about people who want to build a relationship that is going to turn into something that's committed and long-term. And so in order to do that, again, I think it's important to be intentional every step of the way because that's how you create what it is that you want with with your intention. And also steering and um, moving the, the relationship in the direction that you desire. And so um, waiting... Um, well, I think there's. if you want to have good sex, I think there's a lot of benefit to waiting because when people start to have sex too early um, or too quickly, oftentimes they, go, they move into that um, mode of um, a sexual encounter that's kind of linear, that's like step one, two, three, four. And what I mean by that, that's just say kiss, hug, um, oral sex, intercourse, orgasm, and that's it. And it's very male, it's a very male model which is, um, I'll say, fo- focused on the penis. And when that happens, um, things move move fast. But when you slow it down and you take intercourse off the table, then you have time to really get to know each other physically. So there's more time um, spent touching, spent uh, kissing, learning about each other's body, ta- slowing it down and really enjoying the sensual experience um, that's what I those are my thoughts. Yeah, no that makes a lot of sense. So, it's interesting that you say this is a male model, the linear model. Male, men are very linear. Um right. And um you know, one of the things I teach women is the difference between men and women and it's it's true. I think a lot of women believe that when uh they try to slow a man down, the man becomes disinterested. So this is becoming more and more of a concern in the online dating world where men are asking questions about sex from like in in, in a text or an email before they even talk. 
And I think what's happening in men's minds, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but what's happening in men's minds is they're concerned that a woman who might be menopausal would not be that interested in sex. Or they've had experiences where they've waited for a while to connect sexually and the sex wasn't good. So they they want to know right up front, like, give me the give me the last page of the book before we even get involved, so I'll know if I'm going to waste my time or not. And um, and it's really not very to me. It's it's really you know um, not a great way to approach relationships or sex, especially not with women, because women are now not trusting. They're feeling unsafe. Um, you don't develop the sexual bond until you've created a bond. And, you know, what is the definition of good sex or bad sex? And, I mean, it just raises so many questions. So women complain all the time. Men are men are asking me to have sex right away. They want to know if I'm sexually active. How do I talk to a man about this without being, um, you know, demanding or nasty or, you know, shutting him down? So how would you... How would you approach this situation? Well, I I think that um, I think there are a lot of men who um, learn about sex through porn, and what they see in porn is, is what really turns women off, which is very um, much focused on um, friction, and there's no heart involved. And I think it's up to women to teach men. And I think when we teach them the way that they a woman wants to be be made love to, we are opening up um, their eyes to something that they never knew that was possible, that is much, I'll say for many, much more rewarding and satisfying and um, really connecting. And I think that we, when we can, when women can teach them to slow down and to savor the experience, you're opening their eyes to a whole new way of um, of making love. Mm. And so I think that women, you know, also need to educate themselves as to what's possible because I think there's a lot of people out there who are having sex that's just okay or it's not that great. But what, what we want, what most people want, is to really have, like, uh, great sex, phenomenal sex. And so what are the ingredients of that? And yeah, when people talk about the best sexual, yeah, when they talk about the best sexual experiences of their life, they don't talk about intercourse and orgasm. They talk about this sense of presence, um, a sense of being in their body, and really feeling and being in their in in their senses. So, you know, um, touching, smelling, taste, uh, you know, visual. They're not in their head. They're in their body. So being very focused on what's happening in the moment, actually getting lost, you know, into this sense of timelessness where they just are really immersed in, in the experience. And that's what makes phenomenal sex. And I think that as women, we need to teach men how to connect in that way. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be have, you know, a phenomenal sex life, Think about what it is that you want. What is it? What does your heart want? You know, what speaks to your heart? You know, and then what turns you on? And when you bring those two things together, you can um, achieve experiences that uh, are very meaningful and very connected. Uh, What really Mm -hmm. brings us together? 
Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that, um, but this is just to go back to how to talk to a man who brings this up right away. Um, so, you know, how how would she address it, in your opinion, if a um, man wants I, to talk about sex even right away? Well, everybody has a different level of, of um, talking about sex. So, you know, boundaries are important. Um, and uh, But I think also if you if you want to develop a, a relationship that's meaningful, it's it's being honest about what it is your needs and e- are and your values are. And let's say somebody start they go out on a date and somebody's talking about sex in a way that's making them feel uncomfortable. Being honest and saying, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know you that well, mm-hmm. and that's something that I really value and I cherish and I hold as sacred. And I you know I um we are not at that place yet. But you know if you care about them. You know, but I'd like to get to know you more. I'd like to spend more time with you, and I think that the you know the more strength that the relationship um, has, or the more connected you feel, then the more open someone someone's going to be. And also just explaining to men that you know, in order for me to be able to really open sexually, um, my heart has to be touched. I need to feel connected. I need to feel safe. I need to feel like you really care about me, that you are very present with me, um, and, all, and all of those things. So I think that um, I think those things, you know, being honest and truthful about what is really meaningful to you and what it is, mm-hmm. you know, what it is that ultimately you want to experience and then guiding and, uh, you know, really moving the direction intentionally in the way that you want. Yeah, no, I like that. I like the language of that your heart has to be touched. That's really a nice way to put it. Yeah, to be open. Yeah, I think that uh, people often are afraid to be open, and they're afraid that what they're going to say is going to be judgmental or harsh. And, um, you know, it's it's just it's such a common thing to be asked these questions, which was really shocking to me when it started to happen. And it's like if you know this is going to happen, if you know that men are going to ask these questions right away, then be prepared with a, a really positive um, boundary to answer that also is inclusive and not shut, shutting a man down. Right, and also uh, teaching them or, or sharing with you them about what you um, what you desire, and that you know so, so often people just focus about uh, or men in general, and sometimes um, focus just on intercourse. That's what they're thinking about, but there is so much more that the whole body is a, a sensual organ, and the skin mm-hmm. and, and savoring every. Um, you know, every touch and the connection that occurs when you look into somebody's eye, eyes and uh, you really feel that energetic opening and connection occurring, that is what makes something really, um, I'll say, delicious. And teaching <laughs> and letting somebody know that, that that's possible and and sharing that. And then they get on board and they get, you know, they're curious and it, 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 the imagination starts to come into play, and that imagination is what really fuels desire 
and that's another thing. If you really want a relationship, if, if this is something that you want long-term and you want, and this is um, savoring and anticipating and letting the imagination um, wander, that's what builds that desire, and then that desire brings them back for more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really true, and and a little bit of mystery, and it's also how to keep the relationship going once you know right. sex can become boring but um so so let's let's talk about some simple steps that people can take to become a better partner i think you have an analogy for that oh, the word pie you yeah. see yeah, as a pie <laughs> so can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that well the acronym is api and it's actually because i'm a nurse it's how we used to do nursing assessments you know we assess plan implement and evaluate so i would do a lot of um on teaching with nurses and that's why I'd, came up with that but the a stands for on the attitude what attitude are you showing up with one of being um, accepting and non-judgmental and open-minded and um, willing to um, see what's possible so an attitude Um, and again sexually we want people to be non-judgmental and to be accepting of whatever of where you are and where your partner is because that's what keeps people open and they feel accepted and they feel seen and not judged. And then P is presence. So um, present in the moment, um, being immersed in whatever it is that you're, however it is that you're interacting with your partner. If you're, t- if you're, you know, talking, if you're out somewhere, being there fully. Um, your mind is in some place in the past or anticipating something in the future, but you are fully present. And that's what makes for great sex. And then the I mm-hmm. is intentional. So what is it that I want to create? So if I'm going to go out tonight and on this date, I, and you think about it, what do I want to experience? I want, to, I want laughter. I want to get to know them better. I want my heart to open. I want, you know, whatever it is that you want to create. And then um, encouragement. So telling our partners what we like. You know, and if you want more of something, you've got to, you've got to encourage and People don't. People are insecure oftentimes when it comes to being a lover, and so when you tell your partner um, verbally or non-verbally, just with your um, your body language, um, that's good. I love when you do that. Um, it makes my heart feel open. It makes me whatever. Just encouraging um, each other. Then they know what it is that you like, and you're mm-hmm. intentionally creating what it is that you want to experience. Yeah, I I like that you keep using the word intentionally creating because I think that so many people think they have no control oh. over most most of the dating and relationship experience that it's up to someone else and they don't really have a lot of control over how a man feels, how a woman feels. So this is it's an important concept that we can intentionally create and a lot yeah. of it has to do with self-knowledge because you've brought that up many times. And knowing who we are and what we need and what we want, and being able to express it. Right, right, and and really, I you said this, and this is what you, it sounds like your um, workshop is on is really getting to know who you are, what it is, uh, and really being grounded in who you are, and um, that is oftentimes people can't do not enjoy experiences because they're in their partner's head. 
they're they're judging mm-hmm. they're, you know what do I look like uh, um, what are they thinking and they're not in their body experiencing what it is that's occurring so it's um in order it's really important to be able to um go in and 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 experience yourself from within and then being able to share that part of yourself or to let go with your partner and again that creates mm-hmm. trust i mean you need trust for that but yeah. um a lot of times people they just are um so caught up in what what i should be doing that they not are they're not experiencing themselves in a way that is possible as an erotic, sensual, sexual woman. Mhm. And people focus so much on the externals, like I have to be a certain body type, and I can't have cellulite, and I, you know, my boobs have to be perky, even if I'm 65. And, um, right. you know, it's it's really not about all those things. It's it's about so much more about the inside and how we feel about ourselves reflects on the outside. Right. And and also I, I think it's helpful to, like, come from um, a place within. So thinking about um, not not looking at, um, at what you're doing from an observer, but feeling it from within and feeling that energetic um, movement and connection that occurs from within. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what, you know, a, a lot of, you know, some of the people that I work with, they may have um, sexual problems maybe because of um, a medical condition or treatment um, for cancer or, or whatever it may be. And so they feel like, well, it's over. My sex life is over. And then they find something else. They find um, a way to connect with their partner and themselves that is sensual that is deep, that is meaningful, that is expansive. So when they're with their partner and they feel, you know, their heart is open to them, and I keep saying this, you know, the heart opening, but that's really a key component. And when that is open, there's a flow between the two, and it just expands and amazing things happen in that space. Mhm. Yeah, I actually had a guy on my show a couple of years ago who had cancer and became impotent after his cancer and after his treatments and he discovered a whole new way to be sensual and enjoy sex and that's kind of what he's making his living on now is to teach people how to enjoy sex no matter what and um I think it's I I think so much of of dating and love is an inside job and um, so what you're saying is really resonant for me as well as for so many others who get caught up in the um, in all the other stuff, you know. And I think you can either limit yourself or you can expand the way that you right. feel and think about all of this. Right. Um, you know what's helpful, too, that I want to mention is that people stay, if you think about left brain, right brain, when people, mm-hmm. we tend to live most of our life or not, a lot of it in our left brain, you know, thinking, making out lists, what should I do next? But good sex happens when we quiet down that left side of our brain and we move into the right side, which is our feeling, our emotional um, brain. And that's, mm-hmm. that is a skill that people need to learn how to transition from one state to another. 
And so mm-hmm. um, doing things, external things and internal th- internal things to help you switch gears is really helpful. And music helps people do that. It can really quiet mm-hmm. the mind down and take them into a place where they're feeling, you know, because music speaks to the soul. And mm-hmm. that really helps people move into a different space. It, al- it almost becomes like a dance between the two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and women in wanting to create what it is that they want, when they learn or when they um, allow themselves to move into this and they start the dance within themselves, their partner, they're, they're guiding them, and then they mm-hmm. start to follow. So it's a whole new approach. It's a whole new approach. Yeah. It's so much more fulfilling than what might happen on a one night, you know, uh, ending up in bed and then getting scared and fearful and feeling, you know, uh, you know, all our old stuff, childhood stuff, abandonment issues, things like that, fear of mm-hmm. intimacy, and then, you know, you heads for the hills and you never hear from them again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean that that was my life story. In fact, my long-term boyfriend from high school through through college, you know, kind of on and off for about 7 years. Um we never we never talked about loving each other. We never talked about being exclusive, but he was definitely my first love. He was the first man I had sex with when I was 21. I mean, it was it was an amazing experience, but I always felt insecure with him. And as I was divorcing, I actually reached out to him and said, I need answers to a lot of questions, and can you answer these questions for me? And I said, you know, was was I your only one? Was I your first? Did you really love me? Um, I just need to know these things. And he said, absolutely, I was terrible at expressing all of this, and I'm so sorry, and you were, you know, heart-pounding, Love. It was an amazing experience for him, but I didn't know, and we didn't know how to talk about it. And so I think it's just so important to speak up and to know who you are, know what you want, and that's one of the best parts about dating when you're older is that you actually can do these things. And and one thing it brings up another point is that you know men there's a lot of men who who don't feel secure as lovers, and they. Um, they get anxiety. And when you slow it down and the focus is not on is their penis going to work or not, then um, then everything starts. It's a much more enjoyable experience when they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, measuring is it going to be a success or failure. Because when they can stop thinking about that, then actually the body relaxes, the blood flows, and there are no issues. And also, you know, slowing down this process, there's a lot of men who have um, um, a problem called premature ejaculation, so they ejaculate mm-hmm. too quickly. And so when you learn to slow down this process, they're learning skills that help them to keep um, an arousal at a lower threshold so it doesn't trigger ejaculation. So relaxation, relaxing the body, keeping the eyes open, looking at your partner, breathing slowly together. Um, all of those things can really help diminish uh, dysfunction, sexual dysfunctions that occur with men, mm-hmm. especially anxiety yeah. performance. Yeah, people have terrible performance anxiety, both men and women, but in men in particular, the premature ejaculation or... or um, you know, totally unable to have an erection. Um, 
Because happens they get anxious. A lot as then, they get older, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, anyway. We there's a lot there's a lot more we could talk about, and unfortunately, we are out of time. But um, thank you so much for sharing this important topic and your wisdom today. And please uh, let us know how our listeners can find out more about you, Maureen. Uh, well, my my website is mbcah.com, and I can be emailed at um, mryan at mbcah.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and um, thank you, everybody, for listening in today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon, but don't have sex before you're really building trust. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. 